Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au. Father, we thank you today as we get into your word, Lord, and we humble ourselves before you and we acknowledge that we cannot minister or do anything without you. So immediately, Lord, we say thank you for helping us break open the word. Father, thank you for giving everyone ears to hear. And always, Lord, we give you all the praise and glory for everything that's done in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to uh, be finishing up on a series that we call Blessed. So the first Sunday of the month, we looked at the scripture that, uh, that we're redeemed from the curse of the law and the blessings of Abraham are ours. Uh, and then the second Sunday, uh, Patsy, and not to be biased, but it was a, an amazing message. Uh, and if you're a guest and you don't know who Patsy is, it's my wife, but she preached an amazing message on blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven. And so everything's up on the, the web. You can go there and listen to it for free again. If you want to do that, uh, it's a blessing. You know, you're crippled in the Christian life if you don't understand forgiveness. Uh, and so that, that message is a blessing today. And then last week, we were so blessed by the guest minister, Dennis Burke. Uh, that was wonderful. Today, we want, to, we want to just finish up, and we want to talk about blessed one more time. So as we do this, and it's our heart, it's eight years now, since we've been pastoring, and we used to be traveling ministers, and one of the rewards of planting and staying somewhere is you, you're around people, and, uh, and of course, there's uh, a lot of responsibility when you plant and be amongst people as a pastor versus coming in and ministering and going back out. There's the reward of seeing people and seeing their lives changed, and it's very rewarding. And so our heart really is, as a church is that when we come here, of course, we don't ever want it to be a waste of time, and we want to be able to give you things that when you walk out the door, you can use it during the week. And so with that said, that's, that's the heart of today, what we're going to look at, that you can use it. And uh, when, you, uh, when you go to where you go, like school teachers, GPs, lawyers, clerks, um, surgeons, chippies, sparkies, fireys, How's that? I'm getting more Aussie. And uh, whatever you do for everyone, that you can take this, parents, uh, with, and, and it helps you to parent. You know, even younger ones, uh, youth, that it helps you as youth. And so that's our desire for all the things that we minister here. And then secondly, before we get into it today, we want to acknowledge this, that there's people out in the world that are not Christians and they go to study, and some for 12 years, they become surgeons and specialty doctors. And, you know, uh, there's lawyer, you know, they study and they do really well in life, and God is not in their life. And we need to acknowledge that you can do good out there without God in your life if you apply yourself, okay? But what we, what we want to look at today is we want to acknowledge the fact that if you're a person that has degrees and you have and and you're a tradesperson and you have skill sets and all that as soon as you accept jesus christ as your lord you have a supernatural element that comes in 
to assist you. So even though you have all the things that you learned and studied, you have icing on the cake, or maybe that's not, maybe that's not even enough to say. It's more than icing on the cake. Forgive me for that. Uh, you know, it's more than that. It's like supernatural. And, uh, and so we want to look at this scripture, uh, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So please notice that it's past tense, and also please notice every spiritual blessing. So when I was laying out this month, I was talking to Patsy, and I told her what I foresaw for the three Sundays, and when I told her about uh, this scripture, I said, I felt like in the last Sunday that uh, this is what we should do, and she asked me this question. She goes, so what are you going to say about it? <laughs> you know, and I, I thought, well, well I don't, that's a good question, because I've never really taught just on this scripture, and so it really, I had to dig, and, and it's always good to dig. It's good, it, it's beneficial. So with that said, <clears throat> we want to talk about this supernatural element that we as Christians have been blessed with. Every spiritual blessings, at blessing, it's not, it is not just words on paper. It is not just words on paper, okay? It's like God's life, the creator of the universe, almighty God. It's very tangible. It's the living God. It's really tangible. It's not just words on paper. It's supernatural empowerment that we've been blessed with as a result of accepting and confessing Jesus Christ as Lord. And so uh, and, and a way to illustrate even is I learned how to play the bass guitar before I became a Christian, okay? And I was a drummer first, and I actually studied drums, and I went and I learned how to read drum music. It's only rhythm versus notes. You know, bass, you have to read notes. So I didn't go study bass, and I, and, you know, and I, I'm, I was kind of like a natural on bass, you know, and I, um, I don't, I'm really totally against competition in the church world with spiritual things. We're, the church world, we're for one another. We don't compete with ministries and we don't compete with churches. I don't want anything to do with it. But with sports, it's okay to compete, okay? You know, and even, you know, they, we used to have the battle of the bands, you know, and it's, you can even compete with music. So I, I might not say anything about myself spiritually and boast because it's him, but I was kind of a natural on the bass. <laughs> Okay, you understand what I'm saying? So, so with that said, we were, we were in a me. I got saved and became a Christian, and then there was that supernatural element. So we were in a meeting years ago, and I wasn't married yet, but Patsy was part. There was Patsy, and then there was a guy named Keith Moore. A lot of you know who Keith Moore is. Then we had Raging Wilson, and we had Wayne Stevens, and, uh, and we had this guy named Dean Berg on the drums, and then I was on the bass, and we were doing this meeting, and the Holy Spirit fell on us, and I did things on my bass guitar that night that I still have never done since, and I still can't figure out how I did them. So with that said, here's what I wanted to say. The supernatural can work in conjunction with education or learned skill sets. Okay, so whatever you've learned, if you have skill sets, if, 
whatever you have studied, whatever you have a degree in, whatever you're doing, the supernatural can work in conjunction with your education or learned skill sets. And so we, uh, we are blessed to be friends with a, a surgeon, uh, and she was telling me uh, a number of things. She told me that her hands get hot with the, like she gets, her hands get hot with healing power, okay? And then she was telling me also that when she goes to do an operation, she's trusting God in that operation, and she's allowing God to lead her, but she's also believing that her hands, that there's healing power going in, into the person she's operating on, you know? And I thought, wow, see, there, there's a surgeon, and she also told us what it's like being in that world when there's very few Christians and how you're like so different in that world, but how she brings God into that world. So, you know, we can all bring God in to our world. And then uh, even let's go, my, my, when we went to Bible school, my brother, uh, he got a job at like a 7-Eleven, or I think, well, actually it was a quick Come to think of it, it was called Quick Stop. It's the 24-hour things where you can get fuel and get a few groceries and stuff. So he's working from 11 o'clock at night to 7 in the morning. And, you know, think of, this is years ago, and America wasn't quite as dangerous back then. But, hey, you know, after 12 o'clock, they say nothing good really happens, you know. So, you know, you young ones, go home before 12. <laughs> so it was good to be here today, and we'll see it now. <laughs> just joking but you know so like working from 11 to 7 in the morning at one of those quick and my brother was just telling me how the holy spirit warned him the holy spirit let him know when people were trying to steal and rob all that kind of stuff and so there was supernatural assistance from the holy spirit doing that and, and he stayed safe the whole time that he was going through bible school okay and then um we had jeff come up to do the offering uh, today and Jeff, if you were here in January, he preached a great message on how he's, he works in the business world and his job, but he talked about how he brings God into his work and how beneficial and helpful it is with God involved in his work. So I think you see what I'm saying when, when we say the supernatural can work in conjunction with education or with learned skill sets. So no matter what you do, parents, I remember when our kids, as they were growing up, and even still now, the Holy Spirit will speak to me or Patsy and say, they're, they're, they're dealing with this. And sometimes Patsy will say, I'm going to call because I, I'm picking this up. And she'll call our daughter. And so the, the Holy Spirit helps us to parent. We can, have, we can have God in that. We can have God in marriage. You know, um, I, I, Patsy tells a story once that she went to the Lord and, uh, and she wanted to complain to the Lord about me and what some, something she didn't like that I was doing. And when she went to the Lord, the Lord said, well, he, he didn't want to hear about me. He said, I'm going to tell you this about you. You know, so he'll tell us about us. And, and he, you know, and he wants to help us in every area, in every sphere of life. And then, you know, the Holy Spirit can make us, uh, make uneducated people look really good. Okay. And the Holy Spirit can elevate us in every way if we take advantage of every spiritual blessing. So let's read the scripture one more time in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So we want to take that. that you know, the Bible is progressive revelation, and when you're getting into the book of Ephesians, 
you know, as we say, that's where the heavy revy is. You know, you're going to get some. So if you're a young Christian with us today and you say, what do you mean by heavy revy? Yeah, I never heard. That means heavy revelation. So, you know, you got the Gospels and, and Jesus talking in the Gospels. Then you got the book of Acts. Then you got Romans. And then you start getting into Corinthians. But then when you get into Galatians and Ephesians and Philippians and Colossians, that's like what you call the Pauline epistles. And Paul had more revelation. So that's why we say when you get to Ephesians, that's what you call heavy revy, heavy revelation. So this scripture by itself can seem very spiritual. And, you know, there's that old saying, I don't know if you ever heard, that not to be, we don't want to be uh, so spiritually minded that we're no earthly good or heavenly minded, however they say it. So how can we take this scripture and really break it down so it actually helps us when tomorrow morning, it actually helps you later this afternoon. So here's what, uh, so Patsy goes, well, you know, what are you going to teach on? And I said, well, I don't know because I've never taught on it, but the Lord gave me some stuff. So here's the first thing that we want to see about spiritual blessings. Like, what are they? You're blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Well, here's some of them. Uh, here's a list right here. So you have new life. You're born, born again. The fruits of the Spirit which affect our character, a supernatural teacher, uh, which shows us God's thing. You know, he gave us a supernatural teacher, the Holy Spirit, and that teacher shows us things of God, a guide he leads and guides us, okay? A new language, which is tongues. So if you aren't filled with the Spirit and you don't speak in tongues, today when our ministry team comes up here, they're skilled and they know how to help you get filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. And I can tell you, it's, it's the most wonderful thing that ever happened with me. And I'm so glad that I did that. And I want to say, you know, don't be afraid. And why do I say don't be afraid? Because I was afraid. That's why I say that. I was actually afraid to go to, to you know, when, when I was in a teaching and, and I was afraid to respond to that. So that's why I say don't be afraid uh, because you can come up today after and you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then also supernatural gifts, which is power for ministry, the gifts of the Spirit. So we, we could say this, it's a package. It's a spiritual package. <clears throat> so we lived in Singapore for four years, and when you talk to Singaporeans, the Singaporeans say it this way, they say it's all about the package. And that's what they say when, when they go to get a job. Like when we go get a job, we, we, we want to cut through everything. What, I want to know about the package. How much money? What do you get paid? What, what are your benefits? Vacation time. They want to know that. They say it's all about the package. So they're very aware of the package. Well, you know, there's a package that's even a lot better than any package you could get in Singapore or Australia, and that's the spiritual package you get when you become a Christian. Amen. It's way better than any other package you're going to get. So if you can imagine God, if, he, if it would be God, if he would write a sentence to us about this. This is what the sentence would look like. I'm going to give you new life, my fruit-producing spirit, a supernatural teacher, a supernatural guide, a supernatural language, and supernatural gifts. That would be one sentence that God would write to us about the package that we have. Amen. And so uh, if you're here today and you're younger and maybe you're younger in the Lord, or maybe if I could speak to our youth with a very sincere heart, uh, when you look at that sentence, I, I really suggest 
before you say, I'm bored, I'm bored, you might want to think that if Jesus is your Lord and you got all that, it would be kind of hard to be bored. But, you know, it's so important, and I say this, if I could get this to you, young people, if you press into God and find out about who you are, you'll never be bored. He has so much. And I, it's just, it's if, you could, if I, we could just, us older people, if we could just say, oh, he's wonderful. This package, all this, all the spiritual blessings. You, you would never say I'm bored again. Okay, so <clears throat> these spiritual blessings, how can they help us on a daily basis in a natural world? And we want to talk a little bit about that today. So let's look at the first one, this one, new life. Okay, new life. It's part of the package. All right, so Titus chapter 3 and verse number 5, it says, not by works of righteousness, which we did ourselves, but in the measure of his mercy, he gave us salvation Though the, through, I'm sorry, the, the washing of the new birth and the giving of new life in the Holy Spirit. So the minute you say, Jesus, I receive you as Savior, I believe in you, Jesus, I confess you as Lord, that very second, you have new life. You were once dead, in sin, and now you're alive in him. You were in darkness, and now we are in the light. We became new creatures in Christ, and we became the house of God. We became the house of God. So, you know, this, we're, this here, that we are the house of God, and we came to this building to worship from the inside out. And so we, in the church world, we say, well, this is the house. Well, this is a building that we felt like we should take and prepare it so we can forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. But you and me, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're the tabernacle. So when we come, we bring the presence of God with us. And I understand that, you know, we have the Spirit within, but we can also have the Spirit upon and so we come with the spirit within. But that's the wonderful thing when he said, forsake not the assembling of yourself together. When we get into a corporate time during praise and worship and the Holy Spirit falls on us corporately, so we have the spirit within, but then we have the spirit upon. And that's when the house of God is so precious that we forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. It's wonderful. Okay. So we brought the presence of God with us today. Now, I want to just talk about a few practical things like misunderstandings. So here's a misunderstanding that when you have a family member or a friend get born again, and then you think that because they accept Jesus Christ as Lord, they're going to automatically act like a Christian. Did you ever have that where you think, oh, they finally got saved, and then you think they're going to automatically act like I act? or like a Christian. Did you ever have that? And so that's really like a misunderstanding because it, it doesn't automatically happen. You know, it is a process, and we have to learn and find out more about who we are. And then here's something else. This is a prayer fallacy, and, and a prayer fallacy is you have friends or family members get saved, and then you pray, and you say, God, 
make them act like a Christian, and you see nothing. And that's kind of like a fallacy because God gave us a free will, and if he didn't give us a free will, Adam and Eve would have never sinned, and we wouldn't have church going on. But because he gave a free will to man, Adam and Eve, of course, made the wrong decision, and as a result, we needed a Savior, and now we're here together in church. So you, you can't force somebody's will, but you can do something. And so that's a prayer fallacy, but here's a prayer truth. You can go to Ephesians chapter 1, and you can pray the Ephesians prayer. And the Ephesians prayer is uh, this, that, Father, you know, you can lift up whoever you want to. You can pray it for yourself. You can pray it for me. You can pray it for whoever ministers here because we're all growing, you know. And as we grow even more, when we go, when we stand up here and teach, we can make it more clear. We can be more beneficial. So you can pray this prayer for anyone, family, friends, for ministers. And, And it's prayer, you pray it in Ephesians, Lord, I ask you to give and grant the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge to so-and-so, that eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. So if you have a family member that's not walking with the Lord, you, you, you don't say, make them act like a Christian, but you can pray the Ephesians prayer. So what that does is God starts working on the inside. And they, if their eyes get enlightened and they get spiritual revelation, they'll start finding out who they are. And then it starts to change. Does that make sense? So a story, you know, like um, sometimes famous people get saved and they get thrown out front too quick. So I think Bob Dylan might be one of those people. He got saved, and before he got established, he got thrown out front. But then another one is Charlie Sheen, and I, I was like doing a little research in 1997, and I don't know if you guys know who Charlie Sheen is, but he's, you know, been troubled lately. And he claimed that he was a born-again Christian. So you can pray for him. We're not trashing him. But this is like, hey, you can lift Charlie Sheen up. Because if he accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, God has something to work with there. Uh, but So then less than a year later, Sheen was back to his old ways. And then in 1998, he was hospitalized for drug overdose. So currently, we don't know what he's doing. So you can pray a prayer for somebody like Charlie Sheen. But I, I said that more to say... The practical application, new life is an amazing thing, but you have to tend to that new life. So I'll say that we, if you're a young Christian here, we have a course called I Believe, and if you've never done I Believe, it's to help you get established in basic doctrine. It's really good to go to that course, and you can go back to the hub and get information on it. The first thing you want to do is make sure you get established in basic doctrine, okay? Let's look at another one supernatural teacher part of the package so in john chapter 16 and verse 13 it says when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth he will not speak on his own but will tell you what he has heard he will tell you about the future now here's a practical thought about because like we live in a world and the bible says there's many voices out there so if a voice ever comes to you and a voice ever says, I, or me, or my, that's not the Holy Spirit. And the reason you would know the Holy Spirit, the way God did it, is he doesn't talk about himself. He doesn't say I, he doesn't say me, he doesn't say my. The Holy Spirit will take the things of God and show you the things of God. 
So you can determine then if a spirit comes to you and ever says, I, if you hear something, I, me, and my, that's an evil spirit and you disregard it completely. Okay, and it's important to know that because there's many voices out there. Secondly, when the Holy Spirit talks to you, he'll never tell you something contrary to God's word. If he ever tells you something that doesn't agree with God's word, that's not the Holy Spirit. That's the wrong spirit. That's another reason why it's so important after accepting Jesus Christ as Lord to get founded in the basic doctrines because if a, if a voice comes to you, if you know God's word, you immediately know that's not God and I'm not going to listen to that. Okay? So thank God we have a supernatural teacher that takes the things of God and shows them to us. Now, a man that blessed many of us, maybe if you're younger in the Lord, or maybe you came from a background that you didn't hear about this man, but his name was Kenneth Hagin. He's up with the Lord. And uh, he talked about praying the Ephesian prayer for himself. And he said he prayed that Ephesians prayer for himself a lot. And then the eyes of his understanding began to be enlightened. And he told his wife, he said, I can't even believe the junk I've been teaching people. He said, it's like I didn't even have enough sense to get in out of the rain. So you can actually be in the ministry, but you can only teach the revelation that you understand. So that's why, you know, it's good to pray that prayer for yourself. It's good to pray it for your loved ones, your friends. It's good to pray it for the ministers that stand behind the pulpit because clarity and having enlightenment with God's word causes us to be clear and concise and we rightly divide the word of God, okay? Let's look at another one, a supernatural guide. It's all part of the package. So in Acts chapter 8, in verse number 29, it says, the Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. So this is like the Holy Spirit doing something to help someone get saved. Uh, so with that even, I want to insert here that yesterday... Yeah, you remember how it rained yesterday morning? That was Saturday. Well, we have the focus groups, and one of the focus groups for this semester is evangelism. We call it the Go Team. So a few of them, they don't have, it wasn't big, but they showed up yesterday in the rain. They went out for a half hour in the rain, and wonderful, six people were born again, you know, in the rain. And they prayed for four people for healing. But these, when, when they go out and when our students, you know, they have more time on their hands. A lot of them have to leave work for a season to go to Bible school. So they have more. They go out once a month on explosion day, and they have this kind of stuff happen. So I'm going to read a few more scriptures, but the Lord supernaturally leads them, and they end up getting people saved, and you can do the same thing. Even with this said, uh, we have a family in the church we have Dan, um, I mean uh, Vincent and Danielle and uh, Lahima, and Lahima and her sister uh, Danielle are down. They're coming back this afternoon. Their cousin was it? Their cousin went into the hospital, uh, and they they began to turn blue. You know, dying, emergency down south. They got on a plane and flew down there, and they went into the hospital, the emergency room, and prayed for them. Supernatural turnaround. They're going. The cousin's going to live. You know, so God, miracles are still going on, and God is still doing all these things that we're talking about. <clears throat> so Acts chapter 13 and verse 2, that says, One day 
as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. Holy Spirit, supernatural guide. You see it right there. Uh, Acts chapter 6 and verse 16. Next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of whatever that name is in Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at the time. So you see the Holy Spirit, there was a certain time and it wasn't time. The Holy Spirit said no. So we should always kind of be on go unless the Holy Spirit says no. And then in verse number 7, it says, Then coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north for the province of Bithynia. But again, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So you see how we have a supernatural guide that will lead and guide us. And, and you've, over the years, and I know you guys could get up here and share testimonies too, where you know, people talked about the Lord when they were driving, the Lord said, pull over and they missed an accident, turn here because right up the road, get off on this exit because there's going to be a, 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 a 20 car pile up. And you hear those kind of testimonies where the Holy Spirit leads people into safety. You know, the Holy Spirit will not lead you into danger. And I, I'm a, I, I guess I should clarify, there have been missionaries that the Holy Spirit sent into dangerous places. You know, but he's not going to lead you into danger like in Australia probably. But sometimes he'll say, go to a place, you might be the first one to show up there. And there's been missionaries that have been eaten, you know, in certain countries. They ate the missionaries, you know, boiled them in a pot. But, you know, but, you know so that can happen, Okay. Okay, <clears throat> then another one is a new language. It's part of the package. Okay, so look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 2. It says, For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the Spirit. So if you're here today and you're not filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues as we say, First of all, don't be afraid. And again, I say that because I used to be afraid, so I can relate to you. Secondly, secondly, please know that you're still going to heaven, okay? You're part of the family. We're all in the family of God. But then, please know this, that when you get filled, it's like having this direct, direct line to God. It's like it says, when you speak, in, you don't speak to men, but you speak to God, and it says, for no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the Spirit. So being filled with the Holy Spirit is a way to have, it's, a, it's another dimension. As a matter of fact, the great men and women, women of God that went before us, the ones that wrote books and the ones that were like our teachers, many of them said this, that when you're filled with the Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, it's like the gateway or the doorway into the realm of the supernatural. It opens up other things so you can have the gifts of the Spirit. And so even uh, this can happen too. So there's a crane operator. Uh, this happened years ago in the States, and I'm seeing we have a crane operator, and I'm seeing if Wayne's here, but we have a crane operator. He works in the city of Brisbane, and he goes up way up on those, the ones that go way up on those sky rises, and he works on that crane. This crane that I'm talking about is the kind of crane, we got Alistair there, and you probably, I don't know what kind of cranes you, Alistair's in the business of cranes, but this was a crane in a factory that goes across on top the tracks, so it's not, it's not the kind that Wayne is on. But this, 
born-again Christian man, Pentecostal. He is the crane operator in this factory, and he's praying in tongues, you know, just praying in tongues that night before he went to work. And while he's praying in tongues, the Lord gave him a vision that if he went up into the crane that day, that a cable, the cable would snap, and it would come across and decapitate him. And you know how if you work, and I did as a tradie, I was an unsaved one that used to make fun of Christians, and then I got born again, and then I was one of them they made fun of. And so it's a rough thing to be a tradie, and they're rough. So, so I understand that. So this guy goes to work, and he tells the foreman, and he tells his fellow, the Lord showed me this vision, and I can't go up there today. And they oh, oh, the flake, the, you know, the weirdo, the Christian. So this other guy goes, I'll go up there, like really, like really, like I'll show you. So he went up into the crane, and the, the cable snapped, and he was decapitated. Now, I don't think they made fun of the Christian so much after that. So you see, you know, be, there's benefits even when, you're, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, and it's like a gateway. So our ministry team that stands up here every Sunday, they all are able to lead you and help you get filled with the Spirit. Now, myself, when I first got saved, my brother got saved, Joe. My brother Joe was the first one that got saved. And he got filled with the Holy Spirit a couple, after, a couple hours after he was saved. I got saved, and I didn't get filled with the Holy Spirit. So this guy that led us to the Lord, he told me, he said, your brother Joe is special, and God has something special for him. And he said, you're not. Because <laughs> I didn't get filled with the Holy Ghost. And I, I, I mean, when we never read our, I didn't, I never read a Bible, you know. I, I grew up, you know, denominational in, in the church I grew up in. The church I grew up in, it's different all across the world, but I grew up in a very heavy European area. You know the big, those real big trash cans, the ones of big trucks coming empty? Our town, those big things had Italian flags on them. You know, we had Italians and Greeks, Polish people and Jews. That's some of the main people, and of course Germans too, in our town. We were very European, so it, it affected our denominational church. You go over to California, and they were different. They, you know, it's almost like it wasn't so religious, so the California church was different. So um, I, I grew up, you know, in, in a church like that, and so then I get saved. But I didn't get filled with the Spirit. But there was a Catholic church in Niles, Ohio. I'm from Warren, Ohio. There are two cities that touch each other. And we heard about this Catholic church that in the basement, there was a charismatic priest, and he was going to teach on being filled with the Spirit. So we went secretly in the basement of a Catholic church. And he went right through, and they, and they well, they, he actually brought in what they call a Protestant, a Protestant minister in our town. And this guy came in and taught step by step on the Holy Spirit, who he is, how to be filled, and it was so clear, and you don't have to tarry, you don't have to wait, you can have it right now. And so I heard that, and I go, praise God, but when he gave the altar call, I was terrified. I, so I don't know how you are, but I was afraid to go up. But I did, and I'm so glad I did. And some of you heard that story before. I went up, and I got filled with the Spirit. I was dating an unsaved girl at the time. I went right back to the house and called up the unsaved girl and said, listen, I'm going to go all the way with God, and I want to know if, you, if you're interested in God, if you want to go all the way. She said, don't want anything to do with it. And I said, bye, and I hung up. Because, uh, you know, I, I immediately, I, 
I'm telling you, you know, you know, like you, you young, you guys that are younger, man, get filled with the Holy Ghost, get on fire, you know, and you'll, you'll want everyone around you to be that way. You'll want to run with people like that. Okay. So it, it definitely made a difference. That girl happened to be my best friend's cousin. And I really got cussed out for doing that. That's a different story. But I was happy to be cussed out because I, I, you know, um, I'm glad I went that direction. Okay. So what, what am I saying? Well, so, you know, you can be filled today and you don't have to tarry. And our ministry team can help you today. And, you, and even if you got fear, I know what the fear is like. I can relate to it, but just bust through it. You know, what's the secret? Well, I just stood up and I'm shaking. And I, and I, I was a very timid person. Like I could never speak in front of people. You know, and it, even after I got filled with the Holy Ghost, that didn't change. I still, when I stood in front of people, I still got all red and I got really nervous. So I, that didn't change overnight, but God eventually helped me where I could stand and speak in front of people. It's not, nothing I ever wanted to do. But, you know, I know being filled with the Spirit had something to do with that too. So today when we dismiss, and I'm going to invite the worship team to come up right now, that the altars are open, and if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, our ministry team can help get you there, and it'll be one of the best things that you'll ever do. Amen. So, Father, thank you so much for today. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.